This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning. I'm Alex Ty, And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 18th of December. In your Squiz Today, democracy on trial in Hong Kong, Queensland cops some rain, unrest in Israel over three hostage deaths, and who's a clever birdie? This is your Squiz Today. A huge legal trial is about to begin in Hong Kong, with the pro-democracy activist and publisher Jimmy Lai facing a trial over allegations that he breached the territory's new national security law. It is a controversial case, Claire, though, with human rights experts condemning the charges and the UK's foreign office saying that Lai is, quote, being deliberately targeted to silence criticism. Yeah, China's having none of that, though. They've hit back at the United Kingdom and said that Lai committed various sinful deeds. And a spokesperson from China said that Lai, and this is the quote, is a major plotter and instigator of the anti-China riots in Hong Kong. This is a really big case because Lai was the millionaire publisher of Hong Kong's pro-democracy newspaper and website Apple Daily until, of course, it was forced to shut down in 2021. He's also a British citizen and pundits say that he'll likely be convicted. And let's just quickly take a step back because we haven't talked about Hong Kong for a while. So the context here is that it was a British territory up until 1997 when it was handed back to China on the condition that Hong Kong's political system and its citizens' individual rights would be maintained for the next 50 years. But that wasn't to be. No, it most certainly wasn't. China has really been asserting itself, as we've talked about quite a bit over the years, uh, and that led to really big pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, uh, including in 2019, which brings us to Jimmy Lai. Uh, He has been a vocal activist for democracy and a critic of China's Communist Party, and that led him to be arrested in August 2020 under a controversial new national security law, which basically bans any protests. He's been in custody since then. Recent reports say that he's been in solitary confinement in a maximum security prison, and today his trial for sedition and colluding with foreign forces kicks off. And as you mentioned, Claire, there is the expectation that Lai will be convicted over his role in the protest movement. That is certainly what human rights lawyers around the world are saying. And at 76, it means he could spend the rest of his life in jail. Cyclone Jasper just won't quit since it made landfall near Cape Tribulation in far north Queensland last week. That is not too far from Cairns, and over the weekend, heavy rain from that weather system has just drenched the area. Yeah, and Alex, when you say heavy rain, some parts of that catchment have seen 1,500 millimetres of rain over five days. So that's a metre and a half very quickly, and you can understand why the rivers and the creeks of that barren river catchment are overflowing their banks. 
there are roads that have been closed, really big roads, including highways, and there continues to be widespread power outages across that region. There's reports of livestock floating down rivers, also people being caught on their roofs because the water has been rising so very quickly. Cairns Mayor Terry James says that the emergency has been really intense because Jasper just isn't going anywhere. He says that it's a weather system that's moving very, very slowly. And as that storm continues to dawdle there, residents have been told to head for higher ground with more rain forecast until things ease later today or tomorrow. But that might not be it for the area. Forecasters say that Jasper could redevelop into a cyclone and that could see it bring more rain to the region this week. Reports from the war in Gaza were dominated this weekend by stories of three Israeli hostages being killed by Israeli troops. And that has put new pressure on the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, Netanyahu's now facing renewed calls from the families of the hostages to do whatever is needed to free those people who have been captured by Hamas. As for the three men killed by their own army, it's not known whether they escaped or whether Hamas let them go free. But reports say that they emerged from a building near the Gaza border. One of them had a white flag on a stick, but all three men were fatal shot because an Israeli soldier thought them to be terrorists. And those three men were all aged in their 20s. Netanyahu described that killing of the hostages as an unbearable tragedy and an inquiry is underway. And Claire, on that issue of hostages, reports say Israel is now in negotiations with Qatar for the release of more hostages. These are the first talks since a seven-day truce collapsed on the 1st of December. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Claire, the summer of men's cricket is well and truly here. And last night, not only did Australia win the first test match of the series against Pakistan, Aussie spin bowler Nathan Lyon became the eighth bowler in the game's history to take 500 wickets. And it makes him the third Aussie after Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne. So it's pretty impressive company to keep. Lyon is what they call an off-spin bowler. And Alex, you'll be really shocked to know that I'm not a leading expert on the ins and outs of spin bowling techniques. Um, but after watching Lyon explain it in a couple of videos, if you're a right-handed batter, he bowls the ball, he spins it using his fingers, it bounces in front of you, and then it spins left to your bad side. And evidently he's very, very good at it. Yes, well, he's an excellent bowler and a bit of a character. Since 2013, he's held the role of the Aussie team's songmaster, which means he leads the victory song under the Southern Cross. And last night, Lyon said he was going to celebrate his record, quote, in warny fashion, which I think means he's made a cup of tea and got an early night. 
Claire, we don't totally expect Squizzers to remember this, but earlier this year, we talked about the Goffins Cockatoo. They're found in Indonesia, and they're like a white version of a galah, about that size and shape. And they are also pretty smart, with a new skill just uncovered. Yeah, I really remember this one, Alex. I don't know why it stuck with me, but I was very <laughs> excited to see a new development with the Goffins Cockatoo. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, there was a study that found that they could work out how to sequence the tools that they needed to get a treat out of a cage. Mm. It was a pretty complex task and the fact that they could use tools, let alone work out what order to use them in, was pretty smart. Um, That made them the only other non-human species known to use tools in the wild other than chimpanzees and a breed of crow. Um, And now the researchers have found that they know how to soften hard food in water before they eat it. Yes. So how the lab found this new development was that they got these hard rusks and found that the Goffin's cockatoo would dunk it in water like we would a bicky in tea and declare that they have impulse control by leaving the rusk in the water for about 30 seconds so it is much easier to munch on. That is that is pretty smart and I for one welcome our new cockatoo overlords. <laughs> yeah, they could be really great leaders, who knows. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire. What is on the agenda today? Look, we've seen a few results come through from Year 12. Um, Today, it's going to be students from South Australia, Western Australia and the Northern Territory. So, fingers crossed for them. And we're almost done, but don't forget to sign up to the Squiz Today newsletter. We have some excellent Christmas content coming soon down the pipeline, including our top stories of 2023. There is a link to sign up to that newsletter in the episode notes. And that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.